Section 28 of the Lives of the Ancient Philosophers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Lives of the Ancient Philosophers by Francois Fenelon. Bion. Bion was a disciple of Theophrastus, who succeeded Aristotle in the Peripatetic school towards the 114th Olympiad. The philosopher Bion studied a long time in the academy. The school displeased him. He ridiculed the laws they observed there and made them every day subjects of raillery. At last he quitted it entirely. He took a cloak, a staff, and a bag, and embraced the cynic doctrine, though even to that he made some objections, and modulated it by adapting it with many of the precepts of Theodorus, the disciple and successor of Aristippus, of the Cyreniac school. Finally he studied under Theophrastus, who succeeded Aristotle. Bion possessed a fine understanding and was a very good logician. He excelled in poetry and music and had a particular genius for mathematics. He indulged himself in his manner of living and passed his life in dissipation. He never remained long in any place. He walked from town to town and was to be found at all festivals where his great talents amused the company and could not fail to ensure him their admiration. As he was very agreeable, everybody received and entertained him with pleasure bion heard one day that some of his enemies had spoken of him to the king antigonus ridiculing the meanness of his origin he did not seem offended and affected to be ignorant of having discovered it antigonus sent for bion anticipating that he would be much distressed he said to him tell me in a few words thy name thy country thy origin and of what profession were thy parents bion with the greatest coolness replied my father was a free man who sold lard and salt butter. It was impossible to guess whether he had been formerly handsome or ugly. His face was so disfigured by the blows it had received from his master. He was born on the banks of the Borysenes and was consequently a Scythian. He became acquainted with my mother in some place of public resort where they met, and there they celebrated their marriage. I know not what crimes my father committed, but he was sold with his wife and children. I was an engaging boy. An orator bought me, and when he died, left me all he was possessed of. I immediately tore his will, which I threw into the fire. I proceeded to Athens, where I made philosophy my study. You are now acquainted with my name, my country, my father, and my whole history, at least as much as I know of it myself. Perseus and Philander, in pretending to know more, would only have been seeking to amuse you at my expense. Bion was one day asked what men might be considered the most unhappy. Those, replied he, who wish most passionately to be happy and to live in a state of perfect exemption from care. He said that old age was the acme of all miseries, that all misfortunes reserved themselves for this period, that no one ought to count the number of his years, but in proportion to the glory which he may have acquired during the course of them in the world that beauty was a blessing that did not depend on ourselves, and that riches were the excitement of all great enterprises, because without them nothing can be accomplished, whatever ability we may have for other pursuits. He one day met a man who had squandered away his wealth. He said to him, Thee are swallowed, Amperius, but as for thee, thou hast swallowed the earth. 
a talkative and very importune man mentioned to him that he designed to ask him a favour i will do willingly what you wish me replied bion provided that you send me someone to tell me what you want so that you do not come yourself another time he put to sea in a vessel accompanied by men of bad character they were taken by pirates these villains said one to the other should they recognize us we are undone and for myself said bion i am lost if they do not know me he saw one day coming towards him a certain envious person who appeared very unhappy has any misfortune befallen you said he to him or has any good befallen any other person when he saw a miser passing he said to him thou possessest not thy goods it is thy good things which possess thee he said that misers hoarded their wealth as if it was for their own use only and that they feared to avail themselves of it as much as if it belonged to others he deemed it one of the greatest miseries not to be able to endure misfortune he said that no one ought to be reproached with old age since it is the state at which everyone wishes to arrive that it is better to give away our own riches than to wish for those of others because it is impossible to be happy with a small portion of them and to wish for what we have not always brings unhappiness that sometimes rashness is not unbecoming in a young man but that old men should always consult prudence that when we have gained friends they should always be retained whatever they may be lest it should appear that we have associated with wicked men or that we have neglected good ones he advised his friends to believe that they had made some progress in philosophy when they yielded neither to painful or pleasurable sensations whether they received injuries or listened to compliments paid them he said that evil deeds were bad companions for conscience since it was very difficult for a man to speak boldly when his conscience reproached him with anything and when he believed that a divine being was justly irritated against him that the road to eternal misery must be very easy since it might be pursued with our eyes shut that those who could not philosophize and who attached themselves to the improvement of general science were like the lovers of penelope who contented themselves with the society of the servants of the house being unable to obtain that of their mistress when bion was at rhodes he remarked that all the athenians who were in that island applied themselves entirely to the cultivation of eloquence and declamation he began to teach philosophy some one blamed him because he would not come into the pursuits of those around him i have imported wheat replied bion do you advise me to sell barley when they spoke to him of the danaides who perpetually drew water in tubs pierced with holes he said i should consider them much more pitiable if they were obliged to draw it in vases which had no hole in it after having led an abandoned life bion fell ill at chalcis where he languished for a long time as he was very poor and had not any money to pay for the attendance of servants in order to take proper care of him king antigonus sent him two slaves and presented him with a chariot in order that he might go out when he wished it is said that bion during his illness repented of having despised the gods and he had recourse to them to afford him consolation in this pitiable situation he made the altar smoke with the savour of his sacrifices he confessed his crimes and had the weakness to implore the assistance of an old sorceress to whose arts he abandoned himself 
he uncovered his arms and his neck in order that she might fasten her spells to them he admitted the most extraordinary superstitions he ornamented his door with laurels and was willing to submit to anything to preserve life but all these remedies proved useless and the unhappy bion died at last a victim to the diseases his past dissipations had brought upon him End of section twenty eight